It's the potential energy of the stardust. Right. <laughs> um, okay. High school physics aside, thanks for the email, Mitch. I appreciate it. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Sorry to bother you, but can you make change for a Tier 2 and Tier 4 raid? Some older devices are running on borrowed time. A mega-themed September has us howling for more mega-evolutions. All right, everybody out of the TM pool, we've got something to discuss. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 109. It is September 1st, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Kyle. What's going on? Kyle, how you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. Hanging in there? Yeah. Cool, cool. We've got a nice week of like reasonable temperatures ahead of us. Happy September. As long as the heavens don't open up and it rain endlessly for the next five days. And it could. Not only is this Illinois and we don't know what to do anymore, but there's a bunch of storm systems and stuff happening to the south of us right now that are causing all sorts of mayhem. Oof. Anybody in those southern states right now or anybody else in the path of any of these hurricanes, I'm just saying that because that's what we see in our news here. We wish you the best and we hope that you are safe and sound. Let's get on uh, with the show here. And the first thing we're going to do is acknowledge three brand new patrons. It's Charles, Cyprian, and Brian. Thank you to the three of you so, so much for your patronage and support. We appreciate you, and we hope that you are enjoying the Discord to the greatest extent that you possibly can. And uh, with that, Kyle, I think it's time that we crack open our reviews. I think it's time we crack open our goals from last week. We review our goals, rather. Okay, so Kyle, you and I kind of took an easy an easy week because last week, oh boy, let's back up a second. Let's remind ourselves. <laughs> last week, we were working with partial information and we weren't sure what this next week was going to hold. Yeah. So we kind of held off on our goals. Whew, yeah. yeah, we sure, sure did. But you and I, after the show, had discussed that if we had known that there was going to be a thing that we would have also made that our goal. So I'm going to pretend like it's our third phantom goal that we never set, but we are holding ourselves to. Okay. All right. So did you accomplish, first and foremost, 200,000 Stardust? No, I did not. Okay, that's already. (laughs) What about, okay, the one everybody at home is on the edge of their seat about. Did you finish Looming in the Shadows? No, I did not. Kyle? I. Did you hear that? That's a sound of thousands (laughs) of hearts breaking simultaneously. Look, all I'm going to say is I didn't remember how many rocket grunts it actually took to complete so i am currently on the portion of fighting each of the three team leaders oh that's right that is pretty time consuming that's very time consuming it's kind of it's gonna happen i I swear it's gonna stay as my weekly goal for the moment hopefully it's done next week okie dokie well i'm excited for to hear you say it out loud again because i couldn't believe you the first (laughs) time did you finish the omega discovery special research i did okay great (laughs) <laughs> that's uh that's one out of three all righty chris what about you and your goals okay chris i'm excited i wanted to do max alumize i did that right away after the show it is maxed <sighs> feels good 
Yep. Uh, stay above one million stardust. I did that. I'm at a million and seventy thousand right now. And then I also Ooh. completed the special research, so I, I'm a three out of three. Three out of three. I know this week I felt I felt very um, productive, especially in the Pokemon Go sphere, which is kind of counter to what I said I was going to do, which is kind of take it easy. Maybe that's why, because I didn't play very hard. Mm-hmm. I feel accomplished because my bar was set so low. I'm fooling myself. Anyway. Okay, well, hopefully, Kyle, better luck next week. And uh, I need to set harder goals because I never get perfects. <laughs> but why don't we just roll into the news and get the ball rolling? Okay. So the first piece of news is something we should have talked about last week, and I might have edited in me saying it, but we're still going to talk about it because we wanted to know what Kyle thinks. So community day voting results <laughs> are in for the September and October community days. Porygon took first place. It's going to learn try attack at Porygon Z. Just a reminder. And that means that since it took first, it's going to be the September community day, September 20th. It is a Sunday. Request work off now if you need to. Those of you. <laughs> Uh, and then second place was Charmander, and it's going to learn Dragon Breath at Charizard, which means that Charizard X will be very awesome. Uh, October 17th, which is a Saturday. So there's that. Uh, I don't know, Kyle, do you have anything to say about this? I'm not surprised. I'm a little disappointed about Caterpie, obviously, but <laughs> from a realistic perspective, this is how we all thought it was going to shake out. Yeah, we we know how that's going to play out. It seems like new shinies first popular pokemon second although to be fair the two votes we've now had have had quite literally the two most popular pokemon in the entire game as the second option so it might be a little biased (laughs) (laughs) true yeah true I, i think it's it's two competing factions it's people that want that new shiny and it's people that love or have nostalgia so you know (laughs) competing factions bummer (laughs) i just am not very excited honestly for either of these dragon breath on charizard's cool but if porygon 2 doesn't learn tri-attack it's just not as interesting overall sure i don't think it's gonna learn tri-attack because then it wouldn't be special for porygon z Mm -hmm. so either way i mean you said you're not excited about it but i know (laughs) you and i are both gonna be playing if we're able to so I'll, i'll be playing yeah for sure I will yeah. not go as hard on Sunday for Porygon because I will have work later that day. So I don't like the stress about that. But you don't want that blue duck? No. I mean, yeah, oh. so I'll, I'll get some. I'll get some. OK. All right. All right. That won't be no 35 shiny goal for me. <laughs> you won't be out for all six hours out in the Absolutely sun wading not. through the, the tundra of high grass and stuff around here. No. OK. All right. Anyway, <laughs> on to the next piece of news, because again there's really nothing to discuss it's it's kind of exciting for some people and not exciting for others but we're all gonna play see you all out there in community day (laughs) that's pretty much it okay Mm -hmm. next piece of news is kind of a bummer for several people support ending for specific devices slash operating systems phones obviously this is just i'm gonna read the text from the post that niantic put out in an upcoming update to pokemon go in october we will end support for android 5 ios 10 and ios 11 as well as iphone 5s and iPhone 6 devices. Only trainers with devices running Android 5, iOS 10, or iOS 11, as well as trainers specifically with iPhone 5S or iPhone 6 devices will be affected by this change. So only if you specifically have those that were listed. 
Trainers with devices or operating system not specifically listed here will not be affected and don't need to take any action at all. If you're unsure whether your device falls in one of these categories, please check with your device manufacturer. Trainers using affected devices will no longer be able to access Pokemon Go, including any accumulated Pokecoins or collected items on their accounts. When the version 0.189 update goes live in mid-October, we encourage trainers using any of the listed devices to consider upgrading them if they wish to continue playing Pokemon Go. Be sure to have your account info and password saved somewhere so you can log back in on a new device. Note, even if you're able to install and run Pokemon Go on such devices after the release of version 0.189, will no longer be able to provide support if you run into any technical issues. So while that sounds dire, oh, this is not the quote part anymore. This is me speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Got to differentiate. While this sounds dire, if you have one of those devices, you don't have just a month. You have a month and some, you know, some time until this will stop working reasonably on your device. It's more likely that it will probably keep going until it dies on those devices since they've already put out this morning that says hey we're not supporting this at all it's okay for that to kind of just sit out there so uh you have some time if this is you please do not panic but i guess now's the time to make a game plan um and of course several of you out there are asking why why even do this what's the point of doing something like this and it's because from a business perspective When you're doing, uh, especially running a live service game like Pokemon Go, it's not just an episodic sort of thing. That's a live 24 hour experience, right? That it's constantly being monitored and worked on by several different teams doing different things, right? It becomes increasingly difficult to offer support and keep those man hours there working for antiquated, I guess that might be a harsh word, but older devices that are several years removed from (laughs) from the production cycle. it becomes almost impossible to to maintain integrity of the build on those devices while still doing several things that we enjoy, such as creating new features, increasing stability on the current devices that are going to be supported, um, and several other things that are in the same sort of vein as those points. Uh, it is disappointing, but this is what growth kind of looks like for these games. It's a sad truth of the industry. Kyle, what do you think? I mean, it's kind of a sad truth of all technological industry really you know you stop supporting old operating systems it just happens to happen slower for let's say computer operating systems took a long time for windows xp to get phased out but that's just because it's so much bigger than android operating systems android operating systems and, and ios get updated so much more frequently So it's really understandable that they're not supporting something that's now almost seven years out of date. Yeah, just about. So uh, again, it is for the for the growth of the game. So this is this is just kind of how how it goes. But you know what is kind of nice that there are several companies that don't even give you a heads up. It's just kind of a that's just not happening anymore. Or it's a push notification or something, you know? Yeah. So uh, you have some time to plan again this month at the end of this month. It's not or I guess in the middle of this month, mid-October, when the update gets pushed, it won't shut down and won't get removed from your phone. If you have one of these devices, you still will have some time to enjoy the game. And again, make a plan if you're able to. 
All right, let's move right along here to another piece of news. I'm actually kind of jazzed about this. This might seem like a misnomer for a lot of people, but Kyle and I have lived with this game since day one. And uh, this is a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Changes to raids. There's two different sets of changes here. First of all, changes to tiers. There will no longer be two star or four star raids. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) Come again? Pokemon from two-star and four-star raids have been added to the tier below them, respectively. Okay, okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. Rewards from one-star raids and three-star raids are increased to what two-star and four-star raids awarded, respectively. I like it. I like it so far. Hmm. The other set of changes, changes to bonuses. In addition to the raid tier changes, a speed bonus is replacing the team contribution bonus for all raids moving forward. The faster you defeat the raid boss, the more rewards everyone participating in the raid will receive. The gym defender bonus is staying, so teams will still have something to compete for before the raid begins. Oh, thank goodness gyms still have a purpose. Oh, man. (laughs) In one star, three star and five star raids, the speed bonus will reward you additional premier balls. And in mega raids, we'll get to those in a little bit here, even though we already covered them. Oh, but still, it's a charged topic. The speed bonus will reward you additional mega energy. Okay, so Kyle, what sent me through this? What do you think the thought process is here? Why are they consolidating uh, tier two and tier four down to tier one and tier three, respectively? Well, first, we've been saying this forever, but (laughs) nobody does four star rates unless you kind of don't have a choice. And two-star raids are the same as one-star raids, effectively. If you can solo a one-star raid, you can solo a two-star raid. They don't actually add anything significant to the game. Besides a couple of reward bundles. Yeah, exactly. And that was about it. Yeah. And so it just makes sense to take these two tiers that don't actually serve a purpose and roll them into the tiers that do serve a purpose. And it's, it's really exciting to me, not going to lie. Oh, yes, this is incredibly exciting for me, though, too. The questions that I have is stuff that I I need to go out and actually do several of these on my own. Uh, But, you know, is Alola Marowak now easier because it's a tier three, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. So this seems good to me. It's cleaner. I like it a lot better, especially because if you're looking at a nearby raids and you're looking to target four star raids with a group of friends, right? If you're looking for Alola Marowak, let's just say, and you see several yellow eggs, like they could be three or four star and it's on there. But if you click through the gym, you have to like check. You actually have to look. You can't just go based on color. And it kind of defeats the purpose of the color coding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this will make that cleaner. Now there will just be red raids, yellow raids and legendary raids, which is yes, for nice. sure. Very, very nice. The time bonus, though, this one has been somewhat heated online because there's been misunderstandings. And they are misunderstandings because all of the testing has shown otherwise. But people initially thought that by getting less premier balls, if you say short manda raid, if it took you the full timer to beat the raid instead of doing it in 30 seconds, for example, you would get right. less rewards. Right. You would get less reward bundles because in the past, reward bundles had been tied to premier balls in some capacity. That's not the case. The reward bundles, it looks like, have been increased just to be consistent across the board, regardless of your time bonus. So is this a net positive for raiders or a net negative? I guess it depends what you raid for. Do you raid to catch the Pokemon or do you raid for the rewards? Because 
Mm. If you raid to catch the Pokemon and you regularly have to short man, it's a negative, plain and simple. You will have less premier balls to catch the Pokemon with. But if you raid for rare candy, for TMs, for experience, I guess, it is just uh, net neutral. Nothing, Nothing's going to change. Okay. But if you were regularly on the smaller team, if you were regularly instinct in a heavy Valor area or Valor in a heavy Mystic area, you will have more Premier Balls per raid pretty much across the board. Okay. This doesn't sound too bad. I think on top of the cleanliness change, I think the this will kind of shake out and feel feel good. It's interesting because so much of the raid scene, so much of the numbers behind everything has been about what's the bare minimum you need to beat a raid. But now this reward system is like, all right, what do we need to do to smash the raid? It's just an interesting dynamic shift. Yeah, no, it's neat. Uh, I wish that they would address the gyms, though, too, that the raids are being held in. But Yeah, like, I'm not I'm not going to lie. Now, the more these the more they change raids, the less interesting, the less useful gyms become. And they already were not very interesting in the first place. Right, right, for sure. At least from, you know, like a utility perspective. Of course, if you're role playing, like taking gyms is really fun and very cool. And if you're a gymmer and like the badges, that's neat, too. But it's not really something that applies to the rest of us. There's no real reward for it outside of a sense of accomplishment. Let's go with that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way of framing it. Yes. Well, that's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what that actually does. And I'm out and about raiding. I, again, I haven't done anything besides mega raids, essentially, uh, the past like week. So hmm. speaking of megas, <laughs> let's talk about the mega evolution events for September 2020. And we talked about these briefly, uh, but these are the details. These are all the details that were released. What it was on a Monday? Yeah, this previous. So yesterday, yesterday for us. So first and foremost, a one Poke Coin bundle featuring three remote raid passes is available to everyone in the shop until September 30th at 1 p.m. PDT. So you have all month to do this. Secondly, that special research, the a mega discovery where you get the mega Beedrill energy is still available for people. Please open your game and start that so you can finish it whenever you want. For the first week, we are tasked with unlocking Mega Pidgeot from Tuesday, September 1st at 8 a.m. to Monday, September 7th at 10 p.m. This is live, by the way, local time. Your goal will be to complete as many Mega Raids as you can. Gather Mega Energy to Mega Evolve your Pokemon and take down powerful Raid bosses like never before. If trainers win 2 million Mega Raids before the event ends globally, they'll unlock Mega Pidgeot in Mega Raids. Features include... There will be an increased number of mega raids. There will be an increased attack bonus from friends and raids. Event exclusive field research focused on raid related tasks will be available for a limited time. You can receive mega energy for Venusaur, Charizard and Blastoise by completing event exclusive field research tasks. They award you five energy apiece. Um, they are <laughs> specified, by the way, and they're rather rare at the moment. But let me remind you. That they are going to be available all three weeks. So <laughs> bear that in mind. The following Pokemon will appear more frequently in the wild. Abra, Magnemite, Execute, Rhyhorn, Tangela, Electabuzz, Omanite, Aerodactyl, Murkrow, Larvitar, Trico, Torchic, Lotad, Roselia, Beldum, and Kranidos. And trainers. Surprisingly, if you're lucky, you may even run into a shiny Lotad. Huh. What? The shiny, this is the part that tricked me up on this whole thing. I'll be super honest with you. 
what i don't get why this is pointed out with this has been released i know i'm you know kind of preaching to the choir here because several of people in our community and on social media from what i can see they're either talking about megas in the mega system or they're talking about why low tad was mentioned in the in the copy like yeah yeah <laughs> like what what do you think happened there i have no idea i don't i don't know it's the most bizarre thing yeah the uh the spawns there are rather interesting though this is a good time for you to target a pvp aerodactyl or get a nice aerodactyl for further mega evolution later i suppose cranidos mm-hmm. if you need that they're out in force larvatar as well uh magnemite for shiny hunting of course that's a rare one abra as well executes kind of nice but we have that all over the place but that's just our biome and beldum is a rare spawn as well so uh the the spawn pools the spawn pool's okay yeah i i like the spawn pool it's interesting spawns some of them are very useful some of them are pretty great shinies I think it's a good spawn pool minus like Trico and Torchic. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Gosh, can we just get starters out of pretty much oh, everything, please? It'd be kind of nice, but uh, like, hmm. give them some nests in some places. Just get them out of the general spawns, I swear. <laughs> All right, so unlock Mega Houndoom and Mega Beedrill. This is for the second week from Friday, September 11th at 8 a.m. to Thursday, September 17th at 10 p.m. local time. Use your Mega Evolved Pokemon in gym battles, Team Go Rocket battles, and trainer battles, excluding Go Battle League, of course. If trainers win 275 million of these battles before the event ends globally, they'll unlock Mega Houndoom in Mega Raids. Features include, it's all about Mega Beedrill. I didn't write that. Somebody else wrote that. I got to read that. That's nice. You can receive Beedrill Mega Energy by completing event-exclusive field research tasks. When you use Mega Beedrill in gym battles, Team Go Rocket battles, and trainer battles, of course, excluding GBL, during the event period, it'll receive a temporary CP boost. You can receive Mega Energy for Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise by completing the event-exclusive field research tasks. They'll be around, again, all three weeks, like I mentioned. The following bug-type Pokemon will appear more frequently in the wild. Caterpie, uh, he's getting a little bit of attention, I guess. Weedle. Paris, Venonat, Scyther Baby, Pincer Baby, Ladyba, Spinarak, <laughs> Wormple Baby, Cricketot, and Burmy. We're getting word that Team Go Rocket will be using different Shadow Pokemon during this event as well. Be sure to Mega Evolve Beedrill before you take on Team Go Rocket. Oh, I really hope that they've just put a bunch of rock Pokemon in their teams. Oh, <laughs> That'd be so funny. They bait us all into Mega, you know, a Mega Evolving or Beedrill, and it's just like fire types rock types <laughs> oh that'd be so funny three tight ratatars on a grunt oh boy <laughs> oh my god uh, being on the lookout for raid and battle focus timed research during this event and if you're lucky you might encounter a shiny ladybug which is a brand new shiny so there is that we have one more week to cover and then we'll circle back with some opinions of our own about these weeks and our opinions from our hands-on experience from the mega system so far Mega Evolution Timed Storyline unlocks Mega Gengar during Halloween. This is week three from Tuesday, September 22nd at 8 a.m. to Monday, September 28th at 10 p.m. local time. Become buddies with your Mega Evolved Pokemon and spend time with it. Be sure to take snapshots of your buddy and share them uh, with us on social media using hashtag GoSnapshot. During this time, Pokemon that appear large on the Pokemon Go map will be appearing more often in the wild and in raids. Huh interesting hmm mega evolve your buddy and give it a treat to have them appear on the map for comparison <laughs> can you guess which one is taller for or mega charizard x hmm is it for it 
It's probably for it. Yeah. Charizard's a short Pokemon for those who don't realize. Sure is. Sure is. The average size of a, size of a Charizard is like the size of a person, right? It's like, yeah, it's like 510. Yeah, something like that. We will also be releasing timed research at the end of September to usher in the spooky season. It, if, if it's Spirit Tomb. Maybe, maybe, maybe it might be, be you know, I would I would put a poker coin stun on that. Yeah, for sure. Features include spend more time with your mega evolved buddy. Mega evolved Pokemon will stay in their mega evolved forms for three times longer, increasing from four hours to 12 hours. Ooh, pop and duration will double during the event. Larger Pokemon will appear more frequently in the wild, including Arbok, Doduo, Onyx, Alolan, Executor, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, Jinx, Pinsir, Lapras, Snorlax, Furret, Wobbuffet, Dune Sparse, Mantine, Skarmory, Hirayama, and Whalmer. If you're lucky, you might encounter Shiny Doduo. I've actually been looking forward to that one. See, that's, like how, you, that's how you write about a shiny. It's a new one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. They use the right verbiage and everything. Yeah, yeah. Find larger Pokemon arrays throughout the event. There will be an increase in Beedrill Mega Energy received from field research. Ooh, nice. Okay. And then the, they mentioned the Venusaur Charizard Blastoise ones as well. Be sure to take a hashtag go snapshot with your Mega Evolved buddy. You might even have a surprise encounter with a Pokemon of the same species. Well, kind of ruined the surprise, I guess. But complete the time to research during this event for a chance to unlock an exclusive time to research during this year's Halloween event that features Mega Gengar for the first time Ooh. in Pokemon Go. Exciting, exciting, exciting. Okay. So those are the three events for the we're in the first one and then next week's the next one. And then the last week for working towards Gengar on Halloween is the third week in September. So, Kyle, you and I have had just a few days of hands-on experience with Mega Raids and Mega Evolution, and we've also had that same amount of time to absorb literally everybody on the planet oh their opinions uh, about this wow, feature. No. We take half each. Chris takes Twitter and I take Reddit because it's we true. respectively can't handle the other. No, no, it's too much. Uh, I, can you imagine doing both? No, thank you. That being said, Kyle, before we kind of talk about the common arguments uh, or complaints, right, I kind of want to know what your thoughts are. Have you had a chance to mess with these? Have you been doing mega raids, all that? Very, very little. I've done four or five. This is a tough conversation for me because I'm really on both sides of the argument, on both sides of the situation, and that I'm not interested in doing this content currently because it's not worth the raid passes in my mind. Okay. But I'm not necessarily against the whole system that is currently in place. I just think it's not set the right limits so far. Sure. So the system is okay, but the values need to be adjusted. Yeah. Something I'll let you share your thoughts before I say what I think could be changed, but yeah. Okay. For sure. So my opinion is, is that it's okay. I think I think it's okay. But that's because I'm not a, unless it's research, like special research, I'm not a go, 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 let's get this finished sort of player. So I'm willing, I would be willing to wait. I do not, but I would be willing to wait, right? So in my mind, I think the system is okay. I would agree with you. I think the, the energy costs and the energy rewards for the raids need to be adjusted to the get to a feel good point. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with the system either. Besides, of course, everybody is saying it and and Niantic has even said it and they're, they're doing it with these events to speak other avenues of acquisition for mega energy, right? Yeah, sort of. 
Okay. All right. So now let's dig into some common complaints we've seen. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first because there's a couple things. What you just mentioned, other avenues, the research is basically non-existent. But on top of how rare it is, it only rewards five energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, which honestly, that's not that bad if you've already mega evolved once. True. And it wasn't as rare as it was. That's very – yeah, if these were coming out of our ears, I doubt anybody would be complaining about the five energy at all. Yeah. But like, again, that's something that can be tweaked. The the real peop- thing that people are talking about is like, oh, this is – it's pay to win or it's pay to complete your Pokedex and stuff like that. And I just don't agree with that mentality that people have. Oh, no, this, me neither. This topic. No. Yeah, I saw those graphics floating around. Did you see the one where it's like that big grid and they the, of the mega Pokedex? Five dollars. Yeah. Right. That made me so angry. <laughs> so annoyed. For, yeah. First off, it's not required. Mm-hmm. Second off, you still do have access to free raid passes. The daily one in person but also if you're able to get poker coins because you're near gyms or anything like that you can buy raid passes without spending money obviously the current state of the world is a complication in the discussion but i don't think that that automatically makes the system pay to win or right for sure collect the only other thing about this is is that people are saying well it's not a free remote raid pass Mm -hmm. right and and there's a little bit more merit to that point, but I was listening to to SBJ on it's super effective just today, and they were talking about this, and he made an excellent point. He was like, to me, that doesn't factor in because that's something that applies to the entire raid system in general. So it's not yep. a particular fault of mega raids. Exactly. If this was a new legendary that we had right now, like we had Zekrom and Rushram, why was nobody up in arms about that when that happened? That was something new. I just don't understand. I understand the complaint. I don't think it's very reasonable. Sure. Yes. So on the other side of it, right? If you need to do, well, okay, let's just break it down really quick. If you, on average, if you're finishing the raids with like half your time left, you're getting like 35 to 40 energy a pop. Um, And that's going to take you, what, five raids a piece, hence where the $5 joke comes in on average in order to do your first evolution. Yes. There's there's four mega evolutions. You get Beedrill for free from the from the research. There's four out. There's four weeks in a month. You can do it for free in a month. Yeah. I mean, All of there's, there's so many avenues that it's almost not worth breaking it down. Why that's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I do understand why people would be upset about it if they're well, looking forward new. to this this feature for so long right. and right. then it's just tied to raids and it it is slightly uninspired but we knew it was coming i also think that niantic was going to be like okay everybody's pretty much getting one for free you're getting mega bee drill and then we'll also release these other ones so you can kind of have an idea of what our approach is going to be for this i think if we had gotten the special research from mega bee drill and had only mega bee drill for like a week or two before the other ones even hit the scene we would probably feel a little bit different Maybe. We will have to see as they slowly roll out the other megas. But So one more thing that kind of gets me, and I've also seen people talk about this a lot, is that mega energy is limited to each Pokemon. So it's mega Venusaur energy, mega Charizard energy, mega Blastoise energy. And that's a problem. Like design-wise, 
there's no real arguing against it because it's just like rare candy for legendaries in once they're out of these raid rotations, you can't get them anymore. The difference is for legendaries, you can use rare candies for this. You can't. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And the mega energy has a cap for those who don't know it's 999. So after you hit that cap, you can't earn anymore. So that gives you a finite number of mega evolutions you want to save up if for any reason you want to save up, which of course, you know, you're going to want to use your mega Charizard in the future because people like mega Charizard. At least those of you who are doing mega raids right now, I know a lot of people are like, no, I'm only going to do tier fives, but a huge benefit would be remove the cap and make mega energy generic and let people like solve that themselves, at least save as much mega energy as they want until they need it. Right. I, uh, I would agree. I think that that should be, uh, it should be generic just because of the way that it interacts with Pokemon Go specifically, but I understand why it's specific because it's supposed to be like a metaphor for building a relationship with the Pokemon, investing time into trying to get to that form. Right. So it feels good to a degree, but it just doesn't seem to work, especially moving forward. If they want to take me- other megas out and put other megas in mega raids, then That's, that doesn't, yeah, it's, it's a huge problem. Right. That in that aspect if we want to treat this like a normal raid pool which they they're gonna like it it wouldn't make any sense for them not to because there's like 38 megas something in that department yeah they can't all be in the raids yeah yeah there's a lot there's a lot no that does pose a particular problem and i imagine that that will be addressed and probably changed and that this is just kind of like a a way to slow down the content progression as it were currently because mm-hmm. uh, it would be rather i would assume it'd be rather easy for them to swap over to a generic a generic system i hope so the only other thing i'm going to say really quickly for those of you that are completionists and frustrated about this because you don't have any patience the mega pokedex is separate from the regular pokedex it's not <laughs> going to affect your completionist for the regular Pokedex. So don't worry. I know I had a heart attack at first too, but <laughs> but it's separate. So you should be okay. Let's just say that. All right. There's so many things that we could say and talk about Mega Evolution, but we do have other things in the show to get to, including other Mega Evolution themed segments, <laughs> such as Gear Up. You wanted to talk about Megas? We, we can keep talking about Megas yeah, at least briefly for Gear Up. We're talking about the three megas for the starters, about whether they're any good, statistically speaking, only because all systems aside, sometimes it's fun to look at numbers, at least for me. All of this is going to be assuming that these megas have their community day moves because all of the discussions around these three Pokemon usually include the community day moves, unfortunately. First up, Mega Venusaur. With a DPS of 16.79 and TDO of 890.6. That's that's pretty high. Just for comparison, regular Venusaur, 14.78 DPS, 612 TDO. Ooh, that's quite the increase. It's like a 30% increase across the board, which you should expect with Mega Stats, but it makes him the best Grass Tap attacker, hands down, like... It's not even close. The next highest is Tangrowth. This to be expected, though. Next up is Mega Charizard X and Y. X is up first. 18.56 DPS and 842.4 TDO. Pretty good. Worth mentioning, Mega Charizard X gains Dragon typing and loses the Flying typing. So 
it actually takes neutral damage from fairy and ice type instead of resisting it, which actually makes it worse in some scenarios where fire is really good, unfortunately. It's a shame. That's okay, though, because Y exists and Y is statistically better. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 21.38 DPS. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and 966.2 TDO. Oh, my gosh. It, it's quite, quite high compared to regular Charizard, which has 15.76 DPS and 589.5 TDO. It's <laughs> it's a 50% That's increase. Ridiculous. That is astounding. For comparison, Y is now the best fire type in the entire game above Reshiram, and X is right below Reshiram at number three. So, so even though X is woefully incomparable, right, to the greatness that is Y, they're still both basically at the top straddling Reshiram. Yes. And I, I think regular Charizard is like 12th, something like that. 13th. Sure. Not, sure. not bad, just not very good. But lastly... We have the biggest improvement, Mega Blastoise. Woohoo! 18.37 DPS, 931.2 TDO. Compared to regular Blastoise, ready for this? 12.68 DPS, 565.8 TDO. <laughs> it's a wow. huge difference. That's nuts, the DPS in particular. Yeah, it's an insane increase. It completely dwarfs Kyogre. Just for comparison, for those who've been around long enough and know how synonymous Kyogre is with water type attackers. So all these megas, they sound they sound pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, and I want to nip this in the bud before any more conversation happens for some people. It sounds pay to win because you can only get them by doing other raids. But something important to remember, you can only have one of these on your team. So while you might lead with this and do a ton of damage before you get taken out, you still have to have a full team of whatever your standard counter is going to be for that encounter. Yeah, like think about that in the setting, right? So if you bring one and you were doing raids where you would bring this it in a situation, you would want this the most to leverage it, correct? You would bring it when you're short manning, right? So it does more lifting, does heavier lifting. Yeah. But in that scenario, you're actually using more Pokemon. So in the grand scheme of things, its presence on the battlefield over the course of the duration of the battle it's not that much greater because they're going to run through more Pokemon, right? You can only bring run like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And in a scenario where you're not running through more Pokemon, there's going to be enough trainers that your DPS increase does not make a difference whatsoever. Yeah, so that's, that's the biggest thing. And it's also some complaints and issues with Megas is they're awesome. Stat increases are exciting. It's really cool to see Pokemon become more effective. But more effective at doing what exactly? Sure, sure. You know, you can already three-man a legendary that is weak to fire, for example. You just didn't do it with Mega Charizard Y. You did it with Reshiram or Darmanitan. With, no, Darmanitan's not really the greatest, but you know my point. Mm -hmm. And Mega Charizard Y is not going to let you do it any differently. Maybe it'll let you do it like 10 seconds faster. Sure. Somebody else can run the simulations for that. Well, let's so also not forget that they, that they do bring the same type of attack bonus to mm -hmm. the rest of the people that are playing. Yeah, but it's still, it's not going to change the fact you've already beaten the raid with the, your current team. You're just going to do it a little bit faster. And that's kind of why right. it leaves them in a weird niche of really good, but not 
necessary. For sure. And this is a good point at which to bring up that the time bonus does not benefit everybody, even though, you know, we are talking about finishing these things faster. For rural players, you're going to be seeing probably less if you're short manning more often than that. Yeah, that's that's also true. You're right. It's interesting. I wonder how that's going to shake out, but it's a tough one, especially now that <laughs> now that they've tied yeah. stuff to time instead of just damage, for example, and teams, you want to be the fastest you can be. So maybe someone who's better at running the simulations will find out that if you rotate your Mega Charizard Ys perfectly when you're going against Regia Ice in a raid, you finish 36 seconds faster with all of your fire types doing extra damage. Ooh. So. <laughs> I like that. That sounds nice. I'll let somebody else get to that point when it becomes relevant. Oh, yeah. I want to read the guide. I don't want to do the research. No, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, no. So what's that? You want to hear more about Megas? Okay, let's go into the Poke lore <laughs> for our first ever Mega Edition. This week, we're going to be talking about Charizard, the flame Pokemon. Oh, you've talked about Charizard in the past. Yeah, we sure did. But we avoided talking about Megas because they weren't relevant. And so <laughs> it's time to collect. <laughs> we're going to read the Mega parts of it as well. And there's two entries because it's Charizard and he's a special little dude. As Mega Charizard X, its body and legs are more physically fit, though its arms remain thin. Its skin turns black with a sky blue underside and soles. Two spikes with blue tips curve upward from the front and back of each shoulder, while the tips of its horns sharpen, turn blue, and curve slightly upward. Its brow and claws are larger, and its eyes are now red. It has two small fin-like spikes under each horn and two more down its lower neck. The finger disappears from the wing membrane, and the lower edges are divided into large rounded points. The third joint of each wing arm is adorned with a claw-like spike. Mega Charizard X breathes blue flames at the sides of its mouth, and the flame on its tail now burns blue. It is said that its new power turns it black and creates more intense flames. Very cool. Best moveset, by the way, for Charizard X, I'm assuming is going to be Dragon Breath, Dragon Claw for the stab, right? Uh, honestly, it's a good question. I believe that's the case. On to Mega Charizard Y. It becomes sleeker in appearance, but retains its normal coloration. It has three pointed horns in the back of its head, the middle of which is longer, kind of like a cone. Its snout has larger fangs and a ridge on the nose. Its neck is shorter, but its torso is thinner and longer. It features longer digit grade feet. Its hands are less developed with extremely shortened fingers that are no longer separated from each other. Small wings develop on its wrists while the ones on its back become larger, lose the wing finger passing through their membrane and end up with ragged edges. It's actually so cool looking. The back of its tail has a large spike at the base and three smaller ones near the tip, which now burns with a longer flame. Mega Charizard Y is said to have incredible flying prowess that is greater than a jet fighter. It's also said that he just outclasses Charizard X in Pokemon Go. Oh, so, I think that was you, Kyle. <laughs> he does. I, think that was you. I mean, yeah. I think he does in the main series game, too. His only weakness is Stealth Rocks, but that's beyond <laughs> Pokemon Go's understanding right now. You've seen the meme I posted, right? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, The best moveset for Mega Charizard Y is the same best moveset as there was for Charizard. So it's uh, Fire Spin, Blast Burn. Yep. And I'm here to tell you that the best moveset for Mega Charizard X is Fire Spin and Blast Burn as well. Interesting. It is not bad with double Dragon moves, assuming Dragon Breath eventually, you know, in two months. But Dragon Claw is just 
abysmal in comparison really? to other dragon type moves oh that's so surprising well you heard it here we did it live we did some learning live folks uh, i guess yeah they both just fire spin blast burn there you go that actually simplifies it that's kind of nice <laughs> um i'm still gonna run dragon breath dragon claw on an x i think just once just to do it you know cosplay is a dragon for four hours maybe when it's latin pvp if it ever happens it'll be good that way i imagine it will be honestly yeah definitely Yep, that's it for our first mega edition of Charizard, the flame Pokemon. On to the Pokepole. So last week's question was, what do you do to keep yourself playing between events or updates? Our first one's from Modders, and they said, my options in between events are to spend time with my lovely wife and daughters or play Pokemon Go with my son. The grind continues until the good stuff drops. That or PvP. <laughs> that's the spirit. Oh, that's a healthy approach. Yeah. Next one's from Benny. They said PvP, failing at hoarding dust, and complaining about Go Battle League. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the first and the last one are causing the failure to hoard dust. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's a complete story front to end right here. Next one's from Fire Drillin'. They said, I take a break and mostly stop playing unless there's a nearby nest shiny I want. Again, that's a that's a healthy, that's a healthy way when you don't feel like playing it's okay to stop yeah definitely and uh i definitely feel that whole nesting shiny uh <laughs> it's hard to pass up the opportunity if you have a like a species around that you've been waiting for it's hard to not go at least try do a couple laps you know there are no nests nearby of any significant size or like location by me it's very unfortunate oh bummer so i i've never experienced that one to go hunt a shiny nest we'll find one one day and you'll be like "Ooh, <laughs> is this what it's like <laughs> Next one's from Rotten Tanuki, and they said, chipping away at those grindy gold medals like Youngster and Ace Trainer. All right, that's good. Those are still holdouts for me, too, so. <laughs> I don't even remember. what what What's Youngster again? Youngster's the Rattata, the tiny Rattata. Oh, man. And Ace Trainer is the training with the leaders. Boy, I, I need to work on those real badly, too. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at mine and they were, they were shameful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next one's from Hi Casper. And they said, for me, it's less what motivates me to play Pokemon Go than what playing Pokemon Go motivates me to do. Between quarantine and general 2020 anxiety, walking my buddy their daily six kilometers is a good way to force myself outside. In between events, I try to take at least two buddies for walks every day. Now, that's a that's a healthy outlook on the game right there. For sure. And, and also, let's walking. note. Yeah, let, let's note how she leverages the buddy system to, to be useful, Kyle. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, yes, correct. I'm totally joking. The buddy system is useful. That was just for Kyle. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> Lastly, we have Kimmy. And she said, all things I ignore during events, a.k.a. badges and the buddy system which are not exclusive of each other. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the buddy system helps me get Smeargo with the snapshots of the photobomb badge, battling the team leaders or rocket grunts with my buddy for ace trainer slash rocket badges, feeding berries, playing and walking with my buddies, plus collecting their gifts they give me and getting a new Pokestop with them when I travel for work. On a good day, I can get six or seven hearts with up to seven buddies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Committed. Very committed. Up to 12 best buddies so far. Also, my Pokemon Go Plus. 
Turning that on while driving around helps me catch those shinies that I'm surprised by later when I remember to check recent catches and restocking my item bag. I don't know about you, but whenever I use my Pokemon Go Plus, my item bag goes down, not up. Oh, my item bag gets full. I have a, I have the opposite problem. Oh no, because well, I have it. I have it set for Pokemon too, and it's, I, I encounter way more Pokemon than it stops. True. Also, I've been letting the, the, my Ball Plus do all the heavy lifting lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sitting on like 550 great balls and ultra balls each. And I just oh. can't bring myself to toss them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I got to go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's poll is how are you currently utilizing Mega Evolution? Has it made a big impact in your ability to perform in raids and win trainer battles with friends? Where do you weigh in, Chris? So here's where I'm at currently. I am one Mega Blastoise raid away from having all the current Mega Evolutions available to me to Mega Evolve. I have not done any of them yet. I just have all this energy. I've actually got like 650 Charizard energy energy, and like 340 Venusaur and 160 Blastoise. And of course, the beat drill. I'm planning on doing them all kind of in a row and wasting them and just doing it for a video just for funsies, because why the heck not? Yeah. Um, but that's where I'm at. I mean, I'm using the system. I'm just not using it for any any end at the at the moment. I'm not using them in raids. I'm not using them to do buddies or anything. like. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So uh, it has not made an impact. I'm just doing the mega raids. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kyle? It has not really made an impact on me in any way. I'm not really doing the mega raids at the moment. I will probably try and do enough just to be able to mega evolve the three of them at some point. I mean, the but four I, of them? Eh, Sorry, well. the five of them? <laughs> well, no. Okay. All right. All right. Let's let's be honest. I'm going to do Mega Gengar raids and only Mega Gengar raids until I have 999 Gengar candy. And just sit on it? Yeah. And then just sit on it because I'm never going <laughs> to want to use it once he's gone. True, 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 true. But yeah, it's a it's a neat it's a neat situation that kind of puts everybody in. And I think this is going to be an interesting question, especially given this next week, this first full week of the event, while everybody is encouraged to use it in raids and such. Uh, I'm hoping that everybody has a, an interesting answer to provide because Kyle and I are just apparently just waiting for an opportunity for, <laughs> for it to be useful for us to use, at least to make it apparent to us, right, that we should yeah. use it. So anyway, if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, how are you currently utilizing Mega Evolution? Has it made a big impact in your ability to perform in raids and win trainer battles with friends? You can answer this question when we've posted on social media, such as Facebook and slash or Twitter. Or if you're a patron of ours, uh, more on Patreon later, you can answer in the Discord. We also post the question there. You can also answer the question by sending us a voicemail to 262-586-7717 or... Or, 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 or. You could always send us an email. And speaking of emails, Kyle. Emails, Kyle. Emails. 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 <laughs> it's been two weeks in a row. I'm sorry. <laughs> emails. All right. We've got some emails. This first one is from Mitch. Hello, Chris and Kyle. How are you guys? Feeling mega? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'll spare you from hearing my uh, my voice for now. I, I come to you from my dorm to say that I don't totally hate the new Mega Evolution system. I think with the mega-themed events coming up this week, Niantic will be able to make some of their missteps right steps and supercharge our uh. Kanto starters <laughs> and maybe new Megas. I love the way this is written. This is nice. The small number of Megas we're starting with worries me a little, but eventually they will all be in the game. 
What are your guys' favorite megas? I think I know Kyle's. Mega Gyarados represent hashtag shrimp gang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite mega, Kyle? I mean, it's it's Mega Gengar. I love Mega Gengar. If I can't pick Gengar because it's it's too obvious, it becomes significantly more difficult for me. Okay, so, that doesn't it doesn't count because it's too obvious. Okay. Uh, 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 what's your favorite uh, Mega? <laughs> oh, well, it's not Caesar because while I love Caesar, Mega Caesar is cool, but not the coolest. Yeah, I really like Mega Heracross. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mega Heracross. So good. All right. This might be a funny one. I'm saying it because it's funny because it's it's like my number two mega swampert. Really? The boy who skipped leg day forever. <laughs> he didn't just skip leg day. His legs never grew up from being a mudkip. Yeah. Well, hey, no, if you're on all fours, you really don't need to do squats, do you? <laughs> I don't think so. But anyway, continue on with Mitch's email. Okay, so my goals. Shiny Heatran acquired. Kyogre maxed. Nice. Storage right now was 2142. I blame the ludicrous amount of remote rugger raids from the patron discord. You bet. <laughs> Nothing is popping off, yo. My ultra buddy Rayquaza is bonding with me right now as you speak. All right. It's funny because he wrote this email. Uh, future longer term goals. I've been seeing a lot of Pidove recently. Let's get that shiny Pidove. Rayquaza best buddy. Raid five mega raids. Get back up over 1 million Stardust at 894.8 thousand at the moment. And a goal for you guys, have a mega week. Many warm feelings and shiny vibes all, Mitch. Those are some impressive goals that you accomplished. And I'm I'm excited for you to also join the plus over 1 million Stardust gang. <laughs> it's, it's a good feeling. It feels it nice is. knowing that I have Stardust to spend, even though I'm not spending it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true isn't that how money works it's the potential energy of the stardust right <laughs> uh, okay high school physics aside thanks for the email Mitch <laughs> I appreciate it the next email is from Justin and they said hey friends have you guys ever read the Pokemon manga it's supposed to be more like the video games and less like the anime I'm finding it an enjoyable way to learn about Pokemon lore Started reading the first Pokemon adventures with Red, and there's some wild differences. Pokemon can die. For example, when Red is battling Brock, his Pikachu blows up Onyx into rubble. Also, Whoa. in Lavender Town, they're zombies instead of ghosts. I did know that. Mm -hmm. A zombie Arbok totally gets chopped in half by Charmeleon. After this, I'm going to read the X and Y manga to learn about Megas. Until next time, Just Will 77 aka Justin. I have personally not read it, but I don't usually read manga personally so i have read um the first several issues of pokemon adventures and i have been meaning for several years for a very long time now because it's been around forever to go back and reread it uh, as an adult it's it's interesting it's just not the sort of like justin is saying it's just not at all like the anime yeah. you know it's not that that lovey-dovey feel-good stuff it, it is kind of gritty kind of well, gritty mean, the the manga came first as is the usual way, I'm pretty sure, compared to the anime, at least. I believe so. And then they realized once they made the anime and they also had to tone some stuff down for the Western audience, that mm -hmm. the toned down version was so much more popular and easy to market to everybody. Definitely. Here we are 27 years later, 26 years later, something like that. Yeah, you want to talk about cultural differences. A lot of people don't realize that the anime was altered for a Western audience as well. So that's not just true of the manga. It's true of the anime. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting stuff. But anyway, thanks for the email, Justin. 
This next one is from Stuart and Paige. Hi, Chris and Kyle. I am finally getting the chance to send you both an email. 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 <laughs> email. <laughs> First of all, I want you to know a pogo love story. I was previously in a rough relationship where I was getting thrashed around all the time and getting ill-treated. I used pogo as a way of handling my situation, and through this escape, I came across my local pogo raid group. My first time out with them was the Rayquaza event in August 2019. I caught the Shundo and Hundo Ray back to back. Prior to the Ray day, I had agreed at the time to do a trade with one of the group members. And when I met this person in real life, she was the most amazing beauty. And I was in awe of her. We did our trade, but also exchanged numbers. And the rest is history. On September 20th, we celebrate our one year anniversary. Oh, can you guys give us a shout out? Her in-game name is Lover 93 and I am Clintars. Yes, just did that. That's for you. Secondly, one of the things that brought us lots of happiness this past year is your show. We listen to it religiously when it comes out for us on our date nights, Friday night usually, when we are out hunting together, and we love it. Thank you guys for your awesome content and just all-around epicness. I've had many happy memories and laughs with my girl, thanks to you all, and look forward to many more. May the shiny gods bestow gifts upon you both. Stay safe, Stuart and Paige. Well, well that just makes me smile it does i was i was we went from tears to to big smiles uh yeah. i i was feeling really awful for you at the beginning of that but everything turns out well at the end and that's that's wonderful yeah i'm really glad that pokemon go was able to help facilitate that oh definitely and uh pogo has got to stick together so yeah, uh there's there's a loyalty it. there you know mm-hmm. it's not just interpersonal it's also pokemon and that's stronger than blood <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, best of luck to the two of you. And thank you for your kind words. And that's awesome. Thanks for sharing your story. Next emails from Justin, different Justin this time. uh, He said, he said, hey, Chris and Kyle, I will refer to you two at the same time by calling you Kryle. Okay. This is a long email, but I feel it's worth the time and merits discussion. I love both you and the show very much. You guys are a treat to listen to each and every week. With that said, what is this disdain for exclusive moves and elite TMs? To shed a little light, I think Pokemon has done this even before Pokemon Go. In Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, Gen 4, there was an event distribution for a shiny Entei that knew the move Aurasphere. To my knowledge, the only way to have Aurasphere on Entei is through this exclusive event distribution, and the move has not been available since. I think there was also an event exclusive shiny Rayquaza that knew the move V-Create as well. Exclusive move Pokemon have been a thing all the way back to the first Toys R Us, or books a million distribution on the original oh, Game Boy. Books a million. Wow. Time. Toys R Us. Wow. Too. Oh, toys. Oh, Mac. Don't remind me of that. I haven't. I haven't come to the realization or acceptance <laughs> that Toys R Us is gone. I know. I know. Uh. With all of the love and respect in the world, it makes me scratch my head when I hear you guys say Community Day or Legacy moves in general should at some point be available to the general public. Doesn't that make Community Days moot or the events in general? What about Earthquake Ho-Oh or Fire Punch Groudon? They were tied to limited research. I would love to open a dialogue and even possibly hear your response on the show. You guys rock. This is the only spot I feel we differ, and I want to understand the other side more. As we were discussing this in the Discord, I wanted to clarify and ask, aren't legacy moves also meant to be meta-relevant? Does that not also add to the value of Pokemon? I know a lot of people who miss Lapras Raid Day, and it seems as though Community Day Pokemon fall into a higher bracket. That is odd to me. Doesn't Lapras and Ultra carry just as much weight as Venusaur and Ultra? And Lapras is a double legacy. 
along with technically being more rare and costing 75k stardust for a second move also legendaries would also be worse by definition since this is a whole pokemon and not the moves just themselves i can't spend elite tm and poof an entire giratina into existence <laughs> although i have not tried this yet <laughs> you light some candles love both you guys and keep things up sincerely illustrious overseer justin P.S. If you two complain about the name, I'll flip it and refer to you two as Kiss from now on instead. I'm okay with that. Does it make you uncomfortable, Kyle? <laughs> I mean, I love what, it. I love what, it. Whatever works. This is do a it. Print great, it. <laughs> this is a great topic. Justin brought up on the Discord, and we asked to send it in email form so we could talk about it here as well. The issue potentially with legacy moves which mostly surround community days, but not exclusively. Yeah. So, so the question was, well, it wasn't even really a question. It was just kind of a pushback on an attitude that Kyle and I have both previously expressed in the past is that legacy moves were starting to become problematic. And we thought as though, since they are getting kind of buried, specifically the whole dragon breath blast burn conversation around Charizard, is there an appropriate time wherein these could be put into the public pool in some way for everybody else besides elite TMs? And Kyle and I both thought that they should be added to the pool eventually. Mm -hmm. And basically, Justin is saying that he likes the exclusivity. He thinks that has value and that that's exciting to him and a positive. And he also draws connections oh. to it happening in the main series game as a justification for it happening in Pokemon Go, just to further extend his argument there i think that's the first part that i have an issue with or i disagree mm -hmm. with rather i don't really have an issue with the opinion at all i think it's completely valid you know you you were there for the events you know to that for them to change the value of the pokemon that you got after the fact feels kind of cheap and i understand that uh the the argument that kyle and i were making and kyle saw me if i'm if i'm misrepresenting your opinion was that if Niantic wants this game to be competitive in any sense, in a fair sense, right? There, there cannot be super meta-relevant, meta-defining moves like the top 10 Pokemon in Great League and several iterations of it, different seasons, were some of these community day moves, right? Mm -hmm. From now years ago, Charizard specifically with Blastburn. Yeah. And yes, you can get an Elite TM, but what? You either buy it on a community day in a box, which a lot of people don't want to do, or you get it every six months in GBL. Like that doesn't feel like an appropriate time, especially if you want to do more than one Pokemon every half a year. Yep, exactly. And one thing I just want to say is that the main series game has done this in giveaway events and stuff like that in extreme frequency. And it still was not okay when the main series game did it. I just want to weigh in on that just because <laughs> they did it does not make it okay. That is oh, still fair. problematic as well. But it's not problematic from a meta standpoint. I was just, I looked it up briefly. No iteration of Entei in any competitive sense uses Aura Sphere. It's not good. It's not helpful for him. So that means it's not as big a deal when it's not available for everybody to have. Right. Those are novelty collector pieces. They're supposed to mark an event, mark, yeah. uh, it's for completionists. Whereas, what if the only time you could get a Shadow Ball Gengar? who is a phenomenal special sweeper for competitive Pokemon, for those who don't know, was back in Gen 4 at one event. And if you went to Toys R Us for that one event, that's the only time. But he's the best Pokemon for his role. That's a that's kind of the scenarios we have mm -hmm. created in Pokemon Go. 
but I think also on top of that, like I was beginning to get to this point, I, I draw an issue with using the main series games as a comparison because while even some other offshoots have had similar situations, like Pokemon Masters is a good example, right? They use Battling too, but their system, their system is more similar to the original system than Pokemon Go is. Pokemon Go's battle system is such a departure from anything that even closely resembles the main series games that any kind of comparison in my mind for talking about what is right and wrong about distribution or exclusivity or limiting moves or legacy anything just doesn't hold as much weight as it would if they had the same combat system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem to like because it's not it's not just one move. And now your strategy works in the main series games. Now I can do the 16 move chain in order to, you know, do whatever I need to do. It's it's you have it or you don't in Pogo. Yeah, it, there's, so it's there's it's no dire stakes. <laughs> there's no I'm going to change my strategy and use this Pokemon in a different way. If Charizard doesn't have Blast Burn, Charizard is not worth using pretty much full stop. End of story. Yep. Same thing for Metagross with Meteor Mash, although I guess Metagross has some mild success as a psychic type attacker, but that's a aside. And I think that's where the biggest issue comes in to play. I'll also say that Community Day gets talked about the most because it's the most relevant. Fire Punch Groudon should be available too. I'm going to just weigh in on that. That should be available. Earthquake Ho-Oh should also be made available just because they weren't Community Days is the only reason they don't get talked about as much. Oh, for sure. I mean, the model that you and I had suggested last episode was every three months or every six months, even yeah. the moves that were in there then get added to the pool because Professor Willow, like, you know, he was researching these Pokemon from these events that we were all supposed to go to that he had special research for some of them, especially the most recent ones where he was involved and interested already. It makes sense from a narrative standpoint. And it's the best of both worlds for that three or six month period or whatever. Hypothetically, you get the exclusivity. And then after that, it doesn't become a sticking point and heartburn for somebody that picks up the game two years later, right? And I also agree with you, this should, our model that we suggested should apply to all limited availability moves, not just community day, not just special research, but wherever it might be. I I agree with you completely. Mm -hmm. Grass Mm -hmm. not Breloom during that one event, remember that? Yeah. forget about that one, especially because it's pretty good. (laughs) It was pretty good. It made Breloom okay. I don't know. It's just kind of like, I appreciate and respect the need for the exclusivity or just the desire for the exclusivity. Again, if it was no harm, no foul, and it was a novelty move like it is in the main series games, like, you know, an Aura Sphere Ente, right? Then I wouldn't feel nearly as passionate about this. Yeah. But because they're defining and meta defining in a lot of ways, both in the raid scene and PvP in some cases, this needs to be addressed, I, I think. Either in TMs or the pool. I don't, you know, like whatever, either way, you either make elite TMs easy to get or you make every TM act like elite TMs or the moves just come out eventually. One of those, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully, Justin, that that gave you the discussion that I I think we pretty much covered all those points in the discord as well. Uh, So hopefully that you got, hopefully that was a satisfactory answer. I'm sure we'll hear from you one way or the other. You've emailed him before. It's not like it's just the, the first time. So, uh, and plus through the discord. So we'll connect later, Justin, for sure. But thank you for the email. Next email is from uncurable. They said, hi, Kryle, Chris plus Kyle <laughs> equals Kryle. This is two separate emails. You're I love inspiring, it. Inspiring. Aren't you? This is, this happened once last week too. <laughs> <laughs> when Mega evolutions first came out, was one of the first times I spent over $5 on PokeCoins. I ended up spending 20 
and I only have 600 poker coins because I keep spending them on remote raid passes. How do you prioritize this budget yourselves on buying poker coins? Ooh. <laughs> and we'll, get, we'll, we'll circle back. <sighs> anyway, the day before Mega Evolutions was Heatran Raid Hour, and I was hoping to get a shiny, but I was only able to do two raids and no luck. However, the next day at lunch, when I got off school, I managed to join a remote raid, and I caught a shiny 98%. It was my first shiny legendary. That's wow. Yeah. And then mega Pokemon. I missed Weedle and Ghastly Community Day. So hopefully I'll be able to get them from a trade. But I'm just hyped about mega Pokemon in general. Mega Charizard X raids are so hard to get into. To top it all off, I got my first shiny Dratini from a trade. And it turned out to be a lucky 98%. That's pretty great. That's awesome. It's certainly one of my best weeks in Pokemon Go. Hope y'all are doing well. So, Chris... How do you prioritize slash budget yourself on p- buying poker coins? Normally for me, because I get paid uh, every two weeks or twice a month, uh, I will spend 20 bucks a paycheck on Pogo. And that's usually my limit with some rare exceptions, uh, go fests and other events. If I need to spend 99 cents on a research uh, event or something for a community day, I'll do that. Uh, but I'm usually pretty okay at sticking to the 20 every two weeks, but quarantine has pushed that up a little bit. I will say, <laughs> I will say also because like our discord, the remote raid channels are popping off and they're really fun to participate in. So remote raid passes, come on. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's usually been about $20 a month, give or take. I don't have any issue spending more when I'm, willing to put in the work and the effort like if i know i'm gonna be playing for the next week or two i'll i'll spend more i'll spend 20 dollars for that week but outside of remote raid passes there hasn't been much incentive for me to spend money and i'm definitely not rating heatran so i don't think i've spent any money ooh in like almost two months now wow look at you that's impressive yeah, yeah, that's I'm, I'm gonna go with that. I think I have like 600 poke coins left for random remote passes that I'll pick up. But when I do spend money, it's usually on a community day as well. That they that just tends to be when everything happens. Like, oh no, I've used up everything. Time to get more. <laughs> <laughs> true, true that. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's uh, budgeting and spending varies, but I think having an approach, at least some some sort of like benchmark is good so that you don't it, it shouldn't be unchecked let's just say that mm-hmm. it's too easy to overspend on things like remote passes yeah but anyway thank you for the email uncurable really appreciate it so next email is from jackson he said hello peeps my answer to the poke poll is my quest to level up and find shinies and evolving pokemon nice. i got my hunch crow it took a year and a half but finally i also got a shiny lily pup and evolved into herdier later peeps jackson do you have a shiny lily pup, Chris? Did you, did you yeah, I think I think I've got one. Okay. Do you I have had, a shiny lily pup? I have two shiny lily pups. You have two? They were basically back to back. This is why this is the only reason I asked. I do not have a shiny lily pup, but I have a 98% lily pup. <laughs> Come okay. at me. I, I'm not going to. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess with this lily pup. No, I respect that. <laughs> But congratulations on the Honchkrow. That's that's quite the quite the grind, especially if you're not able to to uh, you know kind of get out right now. That's awesome. Good for you, Jackson. Really appreciate the email too. This next one is from Cameron. Hey y'all, how's it hanging? It's been a minute since I've emailed. Last time I was still at the library. Now I'm in my dorm. 
I don't really remember all the super exciting things that have happened in Pogo since then. And frankly, this email would turn into a short novel if I did recall them all. Anyway, here's some things that have been on my mind regarding recent events. Megas and Spotlight Hour. Things I don't enjoy about Megas at the moment. Things I do enjoy go second, so I leave off on a positive note. First, Mega Energy is only accessible through raids and very, very rarely in field research. However, as of right now, I haven't kept up with any of the new updates because I really can't stand seeing all the hostile negativity and criticism online. So please correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. You're also right about your thought process on that. (laughs) (laughs) Second, these raids cost money if you only have access to raids remotely. Otherwise, if you're free to play, you have to hope the one you want or one at all pops up near you slash you have to go searching for it. Third, Mega Evolutions are temporary. I'm not sure how they worked in the main series games, but if they were temporary there too, then disregard the rest of this. Ooh, they they were. They were. They were. They were sort of temporary. They were restricted to one per battle and it only happened inside of the battle and then it reverted outside but you could do it every battle like you could do it every single time yeah so technically you could have a permanent mega charizard x on your team you would just have to mega evolve it every single battle right despite all this i understand it's literally brand new and niantic is listening to feedback and will adjust to make the system better these are just my thoughts as of now and i don't think bad of niantic based on how they release a brand new mechanic That's good to remember. This is like four days old and the event has been up for less than 24 hours as of us recording this. And people are like jumping on it. Woo! Boy, oh boy. Okay, so good things now. First, it's been a little while since Pokemon Go had a significant new feature, like as big as GBL was. Oh, and raids before that. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And while it has its flaws, it's still exciting. Events are great, but nothing compares to the hype around the release of a new game mechanic. I'm completely new to the concept of Megas as a whole, and I'm excited to see how it's going to develop in the future. Think about how GBL is now compared to when it released. Ooh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if we should do that. <laughs> I don't know. Hang on. <laughs> uh, still flawed, but it's fantastic compared to how unplayable it was the first two months. Okay, fair enough. Way to bring it home, Cameron. Second, they breathed new life into Pokemon that had minimal use before. Charizard and Venusaur are good in GBL, and I'm sure Charizard is decent in a few raids. But otherwise, the Gen 1 starter final evolutions don't really have a huge significance other than PvP, except Blastoise. F. <laughs> now when they're used in raids, they boost the attacks of other Pokemon. That's crazy. Who knows what else they'll do with them as they release more. Third, they look cool. They look so cool. Say all you want about Megas and Pogo right now. You can't deny how epic their designs are. That's awesome. I agree yeah. there. Something I'm more upset about and would like some input on is Spotlight Hours. I have feelings about Spotlight Hour. As a concept, I love it. Assuming that it works like it's expected to, it's great. You get a whole bunch of spawns of a Pokemon and an additional bonus for an hour. The problem is, most of the Spotlight Hours, for me, have just been like every other hour. The first few weeks were great. I had nothing to complain about, but starting with Clefairy Spotlight Hour, I started to get disappointed. I had significantly fewer spawns than before. I worked an evening shift at the library for every spotlight hour, and the library's usual non-spotlight hour spawn rates were plentiful. Each week became less and less to the point where 6 o'clock would hit, and I would have 2 to 3 featured spawns and 6 to 7 randoms. Incense had maybe one every few minutes if I was lucky. And I feel like it's not supposed to be like that. When I opened a chat with Niantic support, they just said spawns were random, and essentially said, sorry, that sucks, but it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I have grown more and more irritated with each Tuesday having no spawns and missing out on the two times Stardust hours. 
Have you guys, during the times you have participated, or anyone else experienced this? I have seen a few situations like mine on Twitter, but I haven't seen many others anywhere else. So before we continue, Kyle, you and I have historically kind of made a joke about not really participating on spotlight hours. Yeah. But have you noticed a decrease? Because we do open our phones to check it because we're like, oh, that's right. Then we're like, oh, that's right. I don't really care about this. Yeah, and put it yeah. down. But from what you've seen, are you is, is what Cameron's saying tracking for you as well or no? Not for me. And I'm, I'm always home when it happens, obviously, except for when they first started, because then we were skipping some Tuesdays for recording. But mm -hmm. I've always seen basically seven to eight spawns when my house usually has between one and four. And they're almost all always the exclusive or the event Pokemon. So, yeah, I would say the same thing here. I haven't had an issue. Almost all of my spawns have flipped over to be the featured spawn. When it was Geodude, they were all Geodude with yeah. no exception. There, uh, so. there were a couple that it happened to, but it hasn't been for a while I remember the second or third one that they did. I don't I don't remember. Maybe it was Onyx. There weren't that many Onyx or maybe it was right, Spoink. Right. It was it was one of the early ones. I remember hearing from other people in the past that during some of these spotlight hours when there were event spawns also happening, they they would get kind of conflated and interrupt each other. Mm -hmm. So that's a possibility of why it's been inconsistent. But from our perspective, Cameron, it's been completely fine. They did just, you know, kind of change up spawn density a little bit ago. So hopefully that was beneficial. And now that you're at college campus. Hoping that it's a different story for you. Cameron continues. Anyways, to wrap up the super long email, I'd like to thank everyone who responded to my inquiry about managing your time in real life responsibilities and Pokemon Go. I've learned a whole lot and I definitely have been able to have a better balance in my life. Zoe's voicemail was especially helpful. I learned way more about ADHD in that short period of time than I have in my whole life. It's all very much appreciated. The insight from everyone in the Discord has been wonderful too. I hope you both have had a wonderful time with Megas coming out and the Mega Event. I've already gotten three shinies today. Whoa. <laughs> Slow down. Uh, and I look forward to what y'all think about their impact so far. Have a snazzy day, Cameron. Well, thanks for the email, Cameron. I, I hope that spawn density thing is better for you now that you're somewhere else. It could have just been the library. Could have just been. <laughs> Who knows? I don't think Geodude read. I don't think so. I don't know. Do you think Evie read? <laughs> Do you think they were reading in the library today? Eevee? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, but we don't have anybody there to confirm or deny. So <laughs> you insert your fiction here. <laughs> so our last email is from Taylor. And they said, hey, Chris and Kyle, the last few weeks, people have written in about their experiences in Go Battle League and some of the grind associated with it. I think it's really important to take breaks, like Kyle mentioned, with League and not get too worked up about it. I struggle with that second part a lot when it comes to Go Battle League slash PvP in general. I hit rank 10 in the preseason before Great League left the first time. But in season one and two, I hit 2950 MMR without ever actually going to rank 10. Huh. Last season, I started the last week when all three leagues were available at 2400 and climbed all the way to 2970 just to be hard countered in all five of my sets that last day. Rip. The last day of both leagues was very discouraging and after each, I kind of put PvP aside for a few days. So to echo the sentiments you both mentioned on the show, it is really about finding your sweet spot and understanding the constraints real life puts on your gaming ambitions. I think I've realized I'm perpetually going to be stuck in rank nine, and I'm getting more okay with that. I really wish I didn't care so much about those poses or Pikachu Libre. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoy the show. Thanks for all that you do. 
one one thing to weigh in, just just a tip. Trying to push real hard at the end of any competitive video games league is a recipe for disaster always. Make your final push like the week before. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then coast out the last week. That's what you gotta do. I'm just just from experience. Yeah, because everybody's tryharding and tilting that last week. Exactly. You get, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But that's different in a team in a team esport, right? Than like the singular one. If you're Mr. Calm, Cool, and Collected, you might be able to capitalize on somebody being like, uh, Ludicolo. You know, like <laughs> this is true. Technically, has has the options, but it's, it's a good tip just to help keep a level head too, because then you have you give yourself that built in gap at the end of yes, the season. Definitely. Uh, but thank you for the email, Taylor. That was that was great. Thank you for weighing in. If you, dear listener, have an email you'd like to send us, like all these fine folks, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. We still also have that voicemail line. You've heard them every once in a while. The voicemail number is 262-586-7717. You can uh, visit our website at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, our most active social media platform, at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the Podcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily, you can do so over at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash go cast podcast, where as little as one dollar a month, which is the minimum tier, you can get access to our patron exclusive discord, which is where all the magic happens. Let me just say, but if monetary support is not in the cards for you, you can always for free, just with a little bit of time, leave a review on your favorite podcatcher for us. Uh, that would be, I think, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, there, Stitcher. There are several different places. Again, still waiting on Spotify. When is that going <laughs> to happen? But we're going to start doing this new thing for our elite trainer tier, which is $10 a month and up. We're going to read those at the end of the show for their support. So thank you to Robert, John, Andrew, Chad, Zach Walker, Daniel, Bo, Tommy, John, PJR, PJTRJT, Cyprian and Splin Terrace. We appreciate your patronage, especially at that level. Thank you very much. We also do some Twitch live streams. We do them on Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time and Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thursday night, it's Kyle and I doing playthroughs. Right now, we're working through Crystal version, and it is... It's getting real. Let's just say that we're on our way to the eighth gym, the eighth gym. Oh, we're in the eighth gym, aren't we? Yes, we're we're at the eighth gym right now. Yes, we're at the eighth gym. Uh, while there are 16 gyms in the game, this still feels like an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And on Monday nights, I do a solo art stream where we spin a wheel of 10 Pokemon that are provided by patrons and uh, whatever the wheel lands on. We combine those two at random. This last Monday was Pidgeot and Psyduck. And then Grookey and Melmetal. And uh, <laughs> I'm only proud of one of those. I'll leave that up to you to decide which one it is. <laughs> but this next week's going to be our first finale. So it's going to be kind of fun. Uh, come on out if you're interested. Okay, Kyle. Yep. Let's set some goals and get out of here. Okay. Let's do it. What are you thinking about accomplishing this week? Uh, finishing Looming in the Shadows. Okay. Hopefully for real this time. Looming in the Shadows. What else? I want to do mega raids for this week to get to the three mega evolutions that I need to get done, hopefully. Okay. I also want to get at least 200,000 Stardust still. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Okay. I think I can can actually do that this week. (laughs) 
Sounds good. All right, so I've got Lumen in the Shadow, Megas for, for three of them. Do you want to get both Charizards or just one of them? Just one of them. Okay, just one of those. Um, and then 200,000 Stardust. Sound right? Yes. Okay, I want to get all five available Mega Forms because, again, I'm only, what, one rate away from Blastoise, and then I can register all of them at once if I really yep. wanted to. I'm going to probably do that. 200,000 Stardust for myself, and I'm not going to be spending any this week. So I want to be at 1.2 mil. So it's going to be kind of like a... It's going to be a little bit of a an exercise in restraint. Let's just say that. Um, and then I, I have a personal goal of doing 20 mega raids this week to uh, help out with the global challenge. And that's it. All right. All right. Okie dokie. Well, thanks for listening all the way through. And uh, we'll catch you trainers next week. Sound good? Sounds good. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.